Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins and Walt Silva. Produced by Colleen Kelly of Haggy Shack Radio, simulcasted over Cosmic Reality Radio. Let me open my browser. No, no, no. You know what it is? This is insane. What is insane? <laughs> what is they insane? Should, they should be hearing us now. What's insane is that somehow I... Uh, okay, when I said I heard a voice, mm. I hadn't really moved anything. I was sitting here talking to you, and mm. the station that we're live on went down and the station in the other computer started up. Uh-huh. Remote control. To do that, I would have had to have my hands on two separate mice. That is freaky. Mm. So you think it's an AI interference? Well, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay, you, Mona. Is saying, now I can hear you, Nancy and Walt. Thanks. Well, that was so bizarre. I, I, I can't. I mean, mechanically, it's impossible to have done that. Did I never start the show? Maybe I never started the streamer. Oh, I don't know no, what. No, what that was about. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> you're on. Yeah, but how long have we been on? <laughs> uh, what do we care about time? I know, but what is people, time anyway? Well, people might not have been hearing us for the last at whatever time. <laughs> oh my God! Did we just? Okay, can you see? Can we, you look at Mona. Mona, did you did you hear us talking about the black goo, or have you not heard us at all? Oh, no, twenty seconds. Now we have to wait. For, we have to wait for what is it? Twenty or thirty seconds? Twenty seconds. Twenty seconds of sheer agony. Oh my God! <laughs> we, w- we would have missed 11, 11 minutes. Uh, okay, Mona says, heard the insect annihilation. What? Heard, you know, you're asking me to translate from another person's you know, language. I think, uh, heard the insect annihilation. Annihilation? Were you talking about an insect annihilation? And then Saffron says, 10 minutes, Nancy, we did not hear you. Okay, all right, so I never switched the channel, is what I did. I never switched over, is what the problem is. <laughs> uh-huh. We talk Welcome to, to Cosmic Reality Radio Show. <laughs> <laughs> Walt and I have been sitting here having a wonderful discussion. Uh, well, that was why it was impossible to do what I thought I had done. Um, this Cosmic Reality Radio uh, stumbling through... Uh, Tuesday the 13th that Walt says down in South America is um, considered Friday the 13th. And we were talking about Harold uh, Kratz's story about the black goo, which never got on the the recording here. Um, So we're kind of starting over again here. Walter, would you like to read Fulford? (laughs) Okay. He's got interesting things to say. I know he does. I know he does. And for some reason, they didn't want us talking about the black goo again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Touchy, touchy. 
Very, touchy, very, touchy. very interesting. Okay. All right. I'll sit on that. Go ahead. Read Fulford. Let's go with Fulford. Okay, let's bring it up. Computer, bring up Fulford, please. Thank you, Mona. Gosh only knows what had happened if you hadn't. We'd have been here, and you'd have been hearing something because the other station was on, and I wasn't even paying any attention to it. As long as Nancy doesn't hit the red button. Well, this time I did not hit the red button, which was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, The date of the post is yesterday, the 12th. The title of the post, uh, hold on, I need to log in so that I can see the whole thing, because otherwise it just shows me the half of it. Okay, logging in. The title is, in quotes, Jesus Christ to Mary, Asian Goddess. End quotes, as East-West secret societies agreed to save planet. For the first time in history, Eastern and Western secret societies have agreed to work together for the benefit of the planet, secret societies sources say. As one Western society's source put it, Jesus Christ is going to get married to Guanjin, the Buddhist goddess of mercy. The result is that unlimited funding is going to be made available to fund projects to help the living creatures of this planet, human and otherwise, the sources say. However, Since we are entering historically uncharted waters, it will probably take a few months before the actual work can begin, the sources say. At present, there are several competing plans being presented at the highest levels of world power. The Vatican and the P2 Freemasons want to make funds available to existing nation-states through selected individuals, P2 sources say. The Chinese have already started their work on their One Belt, One Road program. The White Hats and the Pentagon and the military-industrial complex are promoting their Nisara and Jesara global currency reset ideas. Enough money is theoretically available for all of these projects to go ahead simultaneously. However, there is agreement that any release of funds will have to be firmly connected to a reality and real-world projects if we are to avoid hyperinflation or asset inflation as we have under the current system. The White Dragon Society has also put forward proposals that have been given initial approval by both Eastern and Western secret societies, WS sources say. The WS uh, proposal is as follows. The creation of at least two competing future planning agencies. Each would have a governing board of seven people selected from seven regions, China, East Asia, excluding China, Europe, including Russia, the Muslim world, India, Africa, and the Americas. All decisions would be reached by majority vote and vetoes would be limited to individual regions. Proposed headquarter locations for the Western Agency are Winnipeg, Canada, the exact geographical center of North America, and Buenos Aires, Argentina, the Pope's home. For Asia, uh, Nara in Japan, Laos, and Singapore are being proposed. Negotiations are ongoing and no final decision has been reached. However, it has been confirmed that over $200 billion in gold-backed funds will be available to start the agency as soon as the appropriate legal documents are prepared, BIS sources say. While this is all good news, fighting to subdue the remaining Khazarian Satanists continues in the U.S., the European Union, Israel, and Japan. In the U.S., according to Pentagon sources, 
the Democratic Party fell for a trap when they were, in quotes, baited to commit midterm election vote fraud, which will lead to their prosecutions as, let me shut this thing off. Okay, there we go. Airplane. Let's read that back. In the U.S., according to Pentagon sources, the Democratic Party fell for a trap when they were baited to commit midterm election vote fraud, which will lead to their prosecutions as FISA declassification will take down the House. Close quotes. In other words, the elections in Florida, Arizona, and elsewhere were carefully monitored and evidence of election theft was gathered in order to round up more Hazarian mafia criminals, CIA sources say. Also, the midterm elections purged the U.S. Senate of anti-Trump Republicans and gave the Trump government real control. This means judges and prosecutors can now be appointed to carry out the long-awaited arrests, the sources say. Attorney General Jeff Sessions, passing the baton to Chief of Staff Matt Whitaker, opens the main phase with indictments unsealed and mass arrests, the sources confirm. Furthermore, they continue, when top Democrats in the House are busted, special elections will be held, which may return the House to GOP control. The other notable event in the U.S. last week was Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg falling in her office and breaking three ribs. CAA sources are saying she was expected to resign from the Supreme Court in January. This would give the military-backed Trump government a 6-3 majority in the Supreme Court, Pentagon sources noted. Trump is also, is also looking likely to remove Rothschild agent and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross in January as well, according to news reports. In addition to this, the investigation that led to the arrest of Goldman Sachs executives in a scandal involving the looting of money from a Malaysian state fund appears to be zeroing in on former CEO Lloyd Blankfein. There is plenty of evidence that the Hazarians set off wildfires in California and staged yet another mass shooting incident there to try to get federal funds and distract public attention from the election thefts, the Pentagon sources say. However, a kamikaze of divine wind burned down the homes of Hollywood elites, celebrities, and liberals in Malibu, the sources note. It is interesting that a fire destroyed the set of HBO series Westworld near Los Angeles. Since the second season of that series was a flop, if I were an insurance company agent, I would investigate that fire carefully. The Hazarian Mafia is feeling the heat in Europe, too, these days. In particular, German Chancellor Angela Merkel has announced her resignation as party chief on December, even though the resignation is only supposed to be as party chief CIA sources say she will also resign as chancellor. This means French Rothschild slave President Emmanuel Macron is the last big Hazarian leader standing in Europe. Last week, Macron told a European radio station, we have to protect ourselves with respect to China, Russia, and even the U.S. This call, which Trump labeled as very insulting, was probably an admission that China, Russia, and the U.S. were all attacking the Hazarian Mafia under EU dictatorship. The Hazarians uh, were also yet again trying to start World War III in order to escape the ongoing purge, 
as former CIA operations officer Robert David Steele put it. So following is what Steele said. The deep state owns the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, and two of the deep state's top servants, Secretary General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, Norway, and Supreme Allied Commander Europe, General Curtis Scaparotti, USA, have, in my speculative view, planned the exercise trade juncture in such a way as to make possible a first strike against Russia after a NATO Gladio false flag operation takes place, with one and perhaps more simulated Russian attacks manufactured as a casus belli. I'm not a versant in Latin, so I don't know. Uh, cause for battle? Is that what casus belli? You were a captain. I don't know what that means. Uh, In Israel, meanwhile, the ongoing campaign to remove Satanist Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu took another step forward as police recommended indicting several of his associates in a bribery scandal involving Israel's purchase of submarines from Germany. These submarines have mostly been sunk by the U.S. military because they were used in attempts to start World War III by firing off nuclear missiles and blaming them on other countries like North Korea and Iran, Pentagon and CIA sources say. The German-built Israeli submarines were also involved in the March 11, 2011 nuclear and tsunami terror attack against Japan, according to Japanese military intelligence. You can bet Netanyahu's associates are being offered plea bargaining deals in order to expose and dethrone the mass-murdering Netanyahu. In Asia as well, Hazarian rule continues to be dismantled. Manchu royal family sources say South Korea is not going to exist as an independent state much longer. It will be merged with North Korea and maybe also with Manchuria, one royal family source says. The U.S. military will be allied with the new unified, unified state, he says. In Japan, meanwhile, a new party aimed at restoring samurai rule formally announced its formation on November 11, 2018, the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I. The Japanese were among the victors of World War I, but were largely snubbed at the Treaty of Versailles, negoti- uh, the Treaty of Versailles negotiations, and further alienated when the League of Nations snubbed their proposals to forbid racial and religious discrimination. This time, the agreement between Eastern and Western societies has rectified this historical injustice, according to secret society sources. The Japanese military and underworld sent senior representatives to the founding event, staged at the Meiji Kenankan. A War Dragon Society representative was there as well. This is a place of historical significance to the Japanese since it is where the drafts of the former Imperial Constitution and Imperial House Act were discussed in the presence of the Meiji Emperor. The installation of a new emperor in Japan next year will mark the end of secret colonial rule in that country and the beginning of a new era, Japanese right-wing sources say. As part of this, the Bank of Japan will be nationalized, they say. If we recall that Trump said in October that the Federal Reserve Board was in quotes, his biggest threat. We can see the U.S. military and the Japanese right-wingers both are moving towards taking control of the privately owned central banks. 
End of report. Well, interesting. <laughs> um, not much to comment on because what he was saying, you know, I don't have any input on, basically. Well, you're a history major. What do you remember of the World War One, and that Japan was snubbed at the Treaty of Versailles negotiations? Well, I think they might have been snubbed in history because I'm sitting here going like, Japan was involved in World War One. <laughs> I couldn't remember any involvement with them. Well, that's another historical manipulation. You know, we write the records. Well, I was I mean, I graduated out of college with a history degree. You'd think that if Japan was involved, I would have somehow come across it, but no recollection. You know, but you know, I mean, oh, it, it, it's such a it's such an interesting day. Because, um, first off, I had seemingly Skype problems on the, the Shungite show. M- my Skype thing kept coming up saying, bad connection, bad connection. Um, I spot checked it, and it doesn't seem to have been a problem, but okay, so we had that issue going. But then, um, Whitley Strieber had on a guy who has written, uh, oh God, what was it? The, oh, time flipping or something. Hold on a second. I I actually took notes because it was um <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm going like am I understanding what this guy is saying and I don't know that it, it seems like it might be a new thing but Walter I've brought new things to you before and you go oh yeah I know about that I learned about that 20 years ago have you <laughs> have you ever heard about retro causation uh, I need some context because that's uh, applicable to many things. Okay, retrocausation is the concept that the future actually influences the past, and it's it's yes. being driven by quantum physics. Yes. Okay, can you try to explain that? Well, we do it all the time. Uh, every time uh, I've guided, uh, uh, you can do it when, uh, for example, very light transpersonal hypnotherapy where the person is practically awake, but they're in that between awake and sleep state. And that's what we used to do in the 15th step. Well, I've done it with the shamanic journeys where you go back and change things in the past. Now, it's because it's such a delicate procedure, you, you do it with the help and company of your guides because they're the ones who are going to tell you the right way to do it. Because depending on what is it that you're trying to correct, let's say, like when my mom had that, chronic pain in her shoulder and it turns out that in the 1500s in France she was this young girl and the I guess it happened to me because of all the years of meditation that I could see what she was seeing she was the one in trance but I was guiding her and since I'm sitting there with my eyes closed I could get glimpses of what she's seeing and there's this girl and she's her whole arm and shoulder were bandaged and it was exactly the same shoulder that's hurting her in the present. So you constantly need to dialogue with the person's guides, have them ask their guides, because there's two ways to deal with this. Um, you can re-script the whole thing so the damage that the person suffered doesn't happen, meaning that you completely bypass the bad experience. Or 
if there was something to be learned from that experience, you leave it alone. Don't don't rewrite that. Don't rescript it. But then she was able to go there and heal the girl. So she uh, she took out the dam the bandage, and she saw herself filling all that part of the body with light, and told the girl that she was going to be okay. You know, not to worry. And then in the present, in our present time, 48 hours later, all the pain was gone and has never returned, and there was no no explanation. And and you you know that the pain was pure energy because it was completely irresponsive to any form of treatment. You know, painkillers, massage, different liniment, nothing. It would respond to nothing. It was there to stay. So there you can see that it's not physical at all because it doesn't react to physical agents. So uh, you go back and you affect the past and you make uh, corrections. And this is why it's so important in this present time because, as Dr. Costa would put it, the Earth is moving into a new vibratory state, a completely different, you know, the people use the word dimensions, but it's not correct. It's density. It's a different density of reality. And those energies are so high that they're incompatible with negative things because negative things have very low energy. Hatred, anger, all negative emotions have very low vibration, uh, Love, appreciation, consideration, gratitude, all these things have very high frequencies. So all that baggage from the past that we're carrying at the unconscious level, it's incompatible with where we're going. So he used to say, if a lot of people are going to come down with all kinds of illnesses, people are going to get, the sick are going to get sicker because all this stuff has to be addressed. All this baggage that you're bringing from the past has to be addressed once and for all. It hasn't been addressed. You have some suffering, some pain, some trauma, and it got thrown into a trunk or swept under the rug. <laughs> it was never acknowledged. And you, and energy doesn't like that. Energy likes to flow. You can't leave something cooked up in a box for millennia. And so, yeah, it's it was a common thing to go back and fix the past. And so what was this? 20 years ago? Because that's exactly what I said. You'd know about it about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. that would be like 2004, around when I was exposed to this whole thing. Well, the thing of it is, is that um, this is a basically not... This is a new... It's being touted as a new concept in quantum physics. Well, in theoretical physics, more so than even quantum... Because what what the guy was talking about was that it's our future self, not just the past self, but our future self can come back and make changes in the past self in order to do whatever. Well, that's your that's your higher the higher self is your six dimensional self, and that's your future self. That's all explained in the Ra material, the Law of One books. Ra goes on to explain, you know, when we talk about our our higher self which is the higher part of it, which never fully incarnates. One of the explanations for it not fully incarnating is because it's your future self. It's your self in the sixth dimension. It's your sixth dimensional self. And it's looking back at you and it's helping you. That's why it's so important to be able to get that reciprocal two-way communication with your higher self, and that's why the uh, Ahathors, through 
uh, this gentleman, Tom, Tom Canyon, uh, teach people in order to get the attention of your high self, you have to beam appreciation to that chakra that's floating above your head. It's outside your physical body. It floats above your head at the same distance as the length of your hand from wrist to, mid, to the tip of the middle finger. If you put your hand, you stretch your hand, make it straight, and you put your your wrist, the heel of your hand on top of your head, where you, the tip of your middle finger ends, that's the area in space where we have a chakra that we, not, not that the high self is there, we share that chakra with our high self. So if you beam appreciation, you know, gratitude appreciation into that chakra, you get the attention of your high self. And you can ask for things and they, the way they teach it, they teach it in order to bring energy into the body because wherever you focus your attention, your high self will send energy there. So they, the medicine, the meditation they give was send appreciation to that chakra while you're focusing on your root chakra. So the high self is going to start sending energy and re-energize and repair anything that's wrong with the body because it's restructuring the entire etheric body, therefore correcting the physical. And I, I use it for other places as well. I will focus on that or in the heart center or an arm or a leg or some place where there's in some kind of discomfort. So the high self will correct that. So that's, it's, that's another important thing to get that bi-directional communication because for centuries there was always the high self collecting knowledge and experience from our suffering and all the crap that we did, but we never got anything back. <laughs> so now is the time to ask for help and, you know, get some, get some help back, get some, uh, uh, insight and, and information. And that's exactly what, uh, that one of the historical figures that proved this no end was Edgar Casey. Casey didn't get any information from his guides or from some far off entity. All those books that filled his library, that's all knowledge and information from his high self. That's all he was doing, channeling his high self. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, maybe we better, or, or maybe it's, we should talk about the black goo thing again, because as you were, you were talking about the chakras and, Okay, most of us have, you know, the idea that we got the, the throat chakra and the heart chakra. And we work with the basics if you work with chakras. But what most people don't get introduced to in a beginning level is this concept of higher chakras and many more chakras through your body. Uh, energy, you're an energy being and that this higher chakra does connect you to your, as you say, higher self or future self. But mm -hmm. w within the context of time, it's also your your beginning self, right? Well, there is no end and there's no beginning. So I, I guess that's, that would be a human concept that something begins here and ends here, like a sentence. <laughs> well, my feeling when when I'm listening to them talk about this is that they were even though they thought it was Whitley and this guest, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. I don't think I heard his name. They they were talking back and forth, trying to work out the very things that you and I talk about very often. Um, well, I ask you questions and then you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
as you as you as we were we were talking about the chakras, it brought me back to the to the question of the black goo because this is a very I I, I just don't know it, it's it seems to answer so many questions you know I mean that's that was basically my takeaway listening to Harold again Harold Harold oh crap I Kratz <laughs> I don't know his name. Now, just a second. I can find out his name. Let me find out his name. His name is Harold Kotz Vela, dash Vela, Kotz dash Vela, and he's German. And the story. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna tell the story because I think it was such a fascinating story. Um, he heard basically the same information that we heard regarding black goo and the Falkland Islands and the Marconi engineers and all of that. He saw a documentary that a friend of his wanted him to see. And it didn't jibe with him. It didn't throw him into, ooh, i got to look at this stuff. No, it's just, okay, so it's something that he was guided, his higher self guided him to have that knowledge. Because then he was working on Morgellons. And what's Morgellons? Well, he is a person who was uh, had training as a scientist, but then left the scientific community, not to work within it, to, do, to go into um, basically reporting, but then got drawn back into the science because of the Morgellon factor. And he was looking into Morgellons because... Anybody that has looked at it, it, this is not a natural thing. This is, well, explain it, Walt, because you've actually dealt with people that have it. Can, can you give me a... I, I have never, I'm going to, if I say that I've investigated this, I'm just going to be a bald-faced lie. Okay. Because I haven't. All I know is from, look, I'm just, like, somebody would say, okay, can you take a look at this? And I just would look quickly at some post or something and... The image that I get, uh, a lot of people claim that the source of Morgellons, like when somebody gets it, okay, where do they get it from? They, they claim that the source of the Morgellons is part of the crap that they pour in uh, chemtrails. So when it comes down on the ground, you're breathing in those microparticles, or you're drinking it with the water, or you're eating it with the food. So uh, certain individuals... They, um, like one of the ladies that I know, she lives here locally. And in her case, her she would get these rashes on her skin and her skin would itch, itch constantly and terribly and all, all over her body. And she would uh, have these baths that she would take, some with vinegar, some with Epsom salt, some with other substances uh, to help offset uh, this condition and then uh, a post that I've seen on the internet show photography, microscope photography where people find these fibers in their skin or growing out of their skin. Uh, someone, for example, took a, a teeny tiny patch of skin, death cells, and there was actually a number. The cells had shaped themselves to actually create a number, uh, a numerical, uh, you know, with Arabic numbers. Uh, so the claim is that it's all, you know, nanotechnology, nanoparticles that are making these fibers grow in your skin. 
and people feel bad and they feel itching and they describe all these physical symptoms. And according to this man in the recording, it's part of all these, you know, mind control agendas where you have these particles in a person and they're thinking is, okay, now we can mass control these people with special signals, I guess, microwaves and whatnot. Well, I'm wondering if it's not more than that, um, because uh, Harold calls it, he says it's a transhumanism um, thing they're doing, okay? Transhumanism mm-hmm. is taking and making a, a robotic body that has your consciousness in it, as best as I can figure. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so... What if they are attempting to infect you with antenna systems for control, yes, or use a a, a chemical, biological, nanotechnology thing to rebuild your body into a robotic body? You know, this might be some kind of a, of a program to do that. But... Harold started looking at it and, you know, got to about the point that we're at. And for some reason, he wondered if, because, well, he's German. And my friend Peter is German. And one day I asked him, I said, do you feel guilty about what the Nazis did? And he shook his head yes. He never said anything more about it, but he just shook his head yes. And I had known this guy and had every conversation you can have, and it surprised me that he he was admitting to a guilt of it. So when I'm listening to Harold talk about it, the connection to the the Nazis and a um, what did he call it? A bio weapon that maybe they maybe they were developed. Maybe this came from them. So he goes to to people who have been working in Germany on the the Nazi question, going and finding you know, the different weapon systems and going in the deep tunnels and all of this stuff that had, you know, the background to what was happening in the background of Nazi Germany. And he said that none of them could answer my questions regarding uh, Morgellons and was it a, you know, somehow or another, did they ever see it in the documents or anything in the Nazi time frame? But one guy said to him... um, Wait here, I'm going, I'll be right back. And he goes out to his car and he gets a box that's got, um, they said oil, sh- sh- what was it, shale? Schist. Schist. No, schist. Schist. Can you describe oil schist, what that would be? Uh, hold on and I will tell you. Oh, you're going to look it up? Yeah, it's better to give you an official description than my own interpretation of it. Well, my interpretation, while you look it up, and then we can see if I'm right. Well, schist is a medium-grade metamorphic rock with medium to large flat sheet-like grains in a preferred orientation. It is defined by having more than 50% platy and elongated minerals, often find interleaved with quartz and feldspar. Now, what happens is that schist is um, what engineers look for when they're looking for oil, because this is the rock that you find primarily, this is the, the type of rock formation you find primarily where you dig for oil. You, this is what you look, you know, as, as you this break up the rock, it begins to sweat the petroleum. Well, that's why so they, that's, the, that's yeah, why that's, you look for this. That's why fracking is so big. 
Yeah. Because it's held in it's held in this schist, 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 that that word. What is it again? Uh, it's called schist. S C H I S T. Yeah. Imagine that you're drunk. You'll be able to pronounce it correctly. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll just go for the word I'm thinking about. And then ah, schist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, okay. So um, that's what fracking's about. They they put the the pipes down there. They throw in a bunch of chemistry. They break up the rock, and then you got the the oil that was main was being contained within the structure of the rock. Then they can suck it all up. Um. So he gets a piece of this from this German guy. They'd been re- they found. He said they found t- a ton of it in one of the tunnels. So, Errol starts to tell the story about what happened to him. Now, he had basically been just introduced to this particular rock. And then the guy, the German, starts telling him about (laughs) finding directions within the tunnel also of how to extract the oil. And that when they did this and they extracted the oil, um, some weird stuff happened that the oil was really weird. But, again, it was one of those situations where it was another encounter with this black goo stuff that Harold had. And he said that as he was looking at it, he felt a coldness come over him. And that he realized, because, thank God this guy was somehow connected to his higher self. You know, somehow... He maintained an understanding of his own identity. And he could look at his own beingness and say, what is happening to me? Because in the frequency of this particular black goo, essentially all of the chakra systems except for three shut down. And those three did not contain the heart and the other systems that connect you to your higher self yeah it's what what it what it does it uh it think about it uh, look how can i say this remember that in past shows i've explained to you i've, I've spoken of it but it doesn't matter if you don't believe me or not it's you know i have my evidence and I, I know that it's true so everyone is free to perceive and understand and believe as their free will you know they choose to do but we do have the two souls, the animal soul and the high soul. And the animal soul, that, that's, that's the, the guy that operates the body, that keeps it running. Its highest chakra is the solar plexus. And for us, the soul that's inhabiting the body, our highest chakra is the crown chakra at the top of the head. So think how, how can I say, how noxious this thing is that is literally turning turning off or deactivating the the chakras above the solar plexus. So what you are left is with a human animal. That thing that makes you human is no longer there. And remember that Anastasia spoke about that distinction, the difference between a man with a capital M and the human animal. Remember when the, that soldier got uh, was afraid of her and he just shot her automatically and she said it was just an animal reaction there was no human there that's what this thing does because um chakras even though they have the etheric 
part of the chakra which can be photographed with Kirlian photography. It's even higher than that. The chakra is also existing in the astral body, which is a higher frequency. And as Dr. Costa used to explain, chakras are thought attractors. That's why different chakras have different functions in the body, because they're attracting the thoughts that have to do because everything is, is, is a thought pattern. You know, every, everything that exists is just fro matter itself is a frozen, frozen thought. So the chakra, they attract to them thoughts that have to do with its function. So this thing is so nefarious. I mean, it's so noxious. It literally shuts off the, the, the chakras from the solar plexus up. So essentially you're just left with the human animal. The higher, the higher soul is like, is like sitting uh, strapped to the back seat of a car that's going down the highway at 60 miles an hour and there's no driver behind the wheel. Because you're there, but you can't do anything about it. But this man had enough presence of mind to be observing, observant and aware of what was happening to him. He was actually witnessing this stuff. Someone else that would have said, Oh, this is me. This is who I am. Well, no, that's not you. That's why all the great Eastern teachers teach you. You have a body, but you're not the body. You have a mind, but you're not the mind. Because they're trying to cultivate in you that awareness. To be awake enough to witness yourself. Witness your body. Witness your mind. Yes, you have them. Yes, you use them. But you are not them. And this man seems to have that level of consciousness that he was able to witness this stuff. As it was happening to him, I mean, he needed to take care of it because otherwise he was in big trouble. Well, yeah, and he was, he was involved with people that were naturalists. And he, he went to some, he, he talked about it differently, but it was basically homeopathy. And so yeah. he got a, he got a piece of the, of the crap that had done this to him and yeah. took it to, uh, this natural path and they developed a, homeopathic remedy to the energies being right. you do a counterwave there's there's two ways to go about it if you do if you do a dilution and the tens anything from 10 to 90 you're creating a wave that's 180 degrees out of phase with whatever you're trying to attack or treat and if you go because for those out there that have bought homeopathics you notice that they use two kinds of values to denote the medicine some are X's and some are C's because the C dilutions is when you get up in the hundreds and that's when the wave turns around. The C dilution, the wave that you, the essence wave that you're putting in the body is in phase with what you're trying to teach. So you're trying to reinforce something that's, that you need, but that's very weak in you. The other one, the X's, is when you're trying to completely annihilate or neutralize something that's in you that you don't need. So that's when you use the X's because X dilutions, 10X, 20X, 30X, all the X's, that's the wave you're putting into the body. It's 180 degree. It's the opposite of what you have. And that's what this man did and was able to neutralize this disgusting thing that affected him. And then his chakras opened up again. Everything came back online. Right. Because she got rid of that essence. Right. Now, the story, he takes, he goes, he continues with the story regarding the German uh, in, interaction with this black goose stuff. And the SS would have 
also he said that they would take the schist and they would make it into household goods so that they were continually surrounded by this negative energy uh, a paperweight you know they they'd make these paperweight things uh, for some reason I keep seeing handles of of uh, knives you know? that's what he described did he yes handles and knives I, I didn't hear that but I, I keep seeing it so I must have heard it and then it just became an image in my head so they were continually the the, the the German SS in the organization was continually putting this negative energy into the hands of human beings who then turn into animals or bots. They're no longer human beings, they're human animals, correct? Correct. No, no empathy. No empathy, no compassion. You know, they could do all those awful things because, I mean, that was one of the problems that I had initially with studying Germany and studying what happened during World War II to the population. And it just seemed, and it, 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 I mean, this was, you know, when I was in, you know, college and that, I mean, back, way back. And it just seemed preposterous that human beings in such numbers could could do this. This was organized extermination of all sorts of people. Home, yeah. uh, the the you know the, the the people that were had mental diseases. The the um, people or well, the Jewish people. The the gypsies. The um, uh, uh, what do you call them? The gay people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, all all of the the things that they didn't want in their society. How could you how could you possibly do that and be human? Because they weren't human. They were human right. animals, not human beings. Right. Now, this absolutely is the only explanation that kind of makes sense to me, because there had to have been some kind of a control thing, and to just say, well, they just eradicated the connection, the system that connects you to your higher self, to your soul, and you're walking around as an animal, you know, capable of all sorts of physical, I mean, having sex, having baby. I mean, that was the other thing, was that they didn't seem to have... Um, with all of these uh, pro- propagating the the perfect society and how they had women who would be impregnated by SS soldiers to make you know SS babies, you know this whole thing yeah. that didn't even that didn't even that wasn't human. You know nothing about any of it was was making any sense to me emotionally or in my head. Because if that's what human beings are capable of doing, then let's stop the experience experiment right now. Yeah, you know that was my attitude, and I had a terrible attitude towards humanity for a very long time, because they were capable of that. You know, and as I, I, I understand this author, he can't say the word because he would be left. They would laugh him out of the stage, and what he's showing is serious and important enough that he can't take a risk. But uh, if he were another kind of presenter. He would have said the words, this is what corrupted and led to the destruction of the Atlantean society. Because they were benevolent people, but then at one point in their history, everything went south. All the, all the scientific discovery, all the genetic manipulation, that's why they made, you know, genetic monsters and all. That's the, that's this thing having an impact on their existence. Because you saw 
I mean, you heard the presentation yourself. All the religions got hold of a, one of these rocks. So each of uh, their at their core, each of the religion is is heartless. And he says, you you. I, I was laughing when he said, "That's when you when you go go into the church, you don't feel any love. You feel this fear of the Creator. You don't feel any love for the Creator. You just feel this fear that's supposed to put you in a state of respect, but there's no love. There's no warmth." <laughs> and they had they the, the the policy was to put a black altar stone. In yep. all the churches, and there's 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 uh, Mecca's got a black stone. The um, Saint Peter's, uh, uh, the where they got the throne, uh, the burial site of Saint Peter. Um, there's a black stone supposedly embedded in there. I mean, he was going around naming where these black stones where he he's identified that they're actually have these black stones and are essentially worshiping them. Yeah. And that's why at their heart, you know, there's not, there's so cold. And look at the, look at the Catholic Church. I mean, during the middle, the, uh, the Middle Ages, I mean, how many wars did they start in the name of God? How many people did they kill in the name of Jesus Christ? I mean, come on. Really? You're going to say that you, you, you are living examples of Jesus' teachings? No, you're not. You're just using a name. To push well, your agenda because they were all being blasted by the the energy of this yeah. of this black goo that is see the okay let me let me let me tell you all right so he he ends up um, I don't know that he went down there but there was a friend of his that was in uh, Paraguay and the guy was oh I know he was running a weather station oh yeah when they went into that mountain the, the army wouldn't let you get in right exactly exactly. And this guy was was at a weather station right near uh, an area that has a huge mountain that was, you know, protected by military forces. But just down the street from where this guy was was at in Paraguay was the bush compound because they went and bought, you know, I mean, what, thousands of acres in Paraguay. And that. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the German tr- Chancellor Merkel. Yeah, Angela Merkel. Right. Also she, lives near the. She, <laughs> she, she just moved in, right? So they go, and uh, the guy, the guy went up there, and he found sandstone with black goblets in it, and then he found the schist again with much more. But apparently, these people have actually gone to Paraguay to protect themselves from whatever's going to happen, but because there's a whole mountain of this stuff. Yeah, and it's all on the surface. So it's uh, impact. It's uh, impact material, not, not from the earth. Well, they said, they, he said that they've determined it was 16,000 years ago, okay, that this meteorite shower of all this crap came down, the black goo crap that came down, and that they believe it came, they believe that black goo is integral to a biosphere like Earth, and that this black goo comes from a, 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 a planet that was blown up. Yeah, and I saw that movie that he, I've seen it twice, that movie that he quotes, Final Fantasy. Yes, and you've Very told us about it again. You, you've told Very us about it. Very interesting film, yeah. Right. We're at the top of the hour, but we're going to go until we get to um, 10 minutes out because that's what we lost on the front end, if you don't mind. Um, okay. This, yes. And it, Okay, let's just go over that. In we that got, case, I need to put you on mute and I need a potty break. 
Oh well, okay, we can do it now. I'll just put a song on um, Jessica. Oh, this is this is so perfect. I'm going to put on Jessica Elisari's "Water." Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. This is November thirteenth, twenty eighteen. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva. Hi, Walt. Are you back? I am unmuting. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Houston? Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, I, I drank something and it went down the wrong way. Oh, you drank the wrong black goo. You have to choose the good one. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> now, okay, so we got that. I mean, the, the, the story about this black goo is so crazy because you got it that it came from someplace off planet. And it supposedly got here, according to their estimates, 16,000 years ago. Now, I've, I've gotten confused over the years because they never, well, other people have different ideas of when um, when Atlantis was here, but I believe it was 15,000 years ago that the whole thing fell apart, which would make, you know, same time frame, that maybe... <laughs> Well, how do we know that they didn't bring it here? One of their, one of their, uh, their scientists, because I mean, they had space travel. They could, you know, fly out in and out of the of the planet, so they could have, you know, gone out into space and brought this thing to experiment with it, and didn't know what they had their hands in it. No, there's nothing I... worse than hubris. hubris. <laughs> well, no, because he was talking about the fact that where they're finding it and what they're finding, and particularly in that mountain, indicated that it was a meteorite strike. Correct. You know, because when you get a meteorite strike, certain things happen to the rock. They, they, the heat of the it meteorite in a certain way. It yeah. crack, it fractures, and and you you can clear clearly see a sign of a meteorite strike. Um, but the thing that made him think it was. A deliberate thing, not an accidental meteorite that's just, you know, minding its own business. It gets trapped in the gravitational pull and then just goes and falls into the planet is the fact of the density of black material. It is unnaturally dense. He says, if you had gotten a piece of a, of a planet that broke off somewhere, it would be just a little bit of it. But this is a whole kit and caboodle worth of it. And it makes perfect sense because look at how else can you conceive, okay, planets are orbiting their stars, correct? Okay, a planet breaks up, let's say it blows up. Uh, first off, I don't think any of the, no matter what the strength of the explosion was, I don't think any particle is going to have the escape velocity to escape the gravity well of the local solar system because everything stays in place, you know, because of the, of the gravitational pull of the local star. So for it to travel across interstellar space into another system, it has to be transported. Are you forgetting about Maladuk? Case you're proving my point. Maladuk blew up, and most, if not most of the solid material of it, is still trapped in in the solar system. Otherwise, all those asteroids would have flown off, right? They would have gone their separate ways. See you later. I'm going to go to the star over there, see what's going going on down there. No, that didn't happen. You have an entire belt created by the material of, of the destruction of Maldic. It's It stayed in place. It, it, it exploded, but it stayed in place. So, the, so that's one of the telltale signs that tells this man in his perception 
that this was a deliberate delivery, not an accidental, you know, meteor strike. Well, let's let's go back to Meldic because right now what we've got is we do have a a planet that exploded in the solar system. That planet probably did, in fact, have you know black goo. Perhaps mm-hmm. the black goo that we're confronting now is from them guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that makes me think that 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 that. that all we have to do is look at our own solar system history and figure a lot of this stuff out is because of the work of David Wilcock. And David, in his um, uh, The Ascension Mysteries, discusses the destruction of Malduk and the fact that the ancient builders, okay, the ancient builders being like a million years before, come into the solar system and set up certain... Uh, outposts probably maybe they were full blown worlds we don't know the full implication of what they actually had as far as numbers and you know societies type of thing but on every planet out there and this this involves knowledge from the secret space program that they've gone to different places they can still find the buildings that were done by the ancient builders because they're they're here too, the pyramids, everything you know. I mean, there's all sorts of <clears throat> you know things that they left behind. So if you follow Wilcox, you believe you'd end up believing, as I did, that there's a high probability that there were these ancient builders. They built a, a system and series a system of basically artificial moons that were designed to protect this area of... It's it's like a cluster of solar systems in this area. They say there's about 50 of them. To protect this particular area, and because there is a big wormhole right close to where we are, and to protect anybody from coming in and attacking us and doing all this, they set up a weapon system type of thing, but more like a... Um, just nobody could see see this area of life. It was the way that I felt. It was you know probably happened. But then the people on Maldek realized that these artificial moon things could essentially be used to control the solar system. So they started working with these now becoming death. Uh, what are they called? Death Death Stars that, you know, I mean, he's saying, you know, just think in terms of uh, Star Wars and, the, and that big thing, the Death Star, that was, you know, that's what these things were, were had become and were controlling everything. But then Maldek blew up because of whatever they did. Now, at the time, at the time that they're blowing up, Quite a few of the people realized there was a problem and they tried to get off and they got to the moon here and they lived in the moon for a while and, you know, then they came to Earth. You know the whole story. We've been talking about these weird stories for years now. So what if the black goo on Maldek was this black goo that only had a semi-connection to true life, that... 
the planet itself didn't have nice people on it because the black goo, the basic foundation of that planet, was not allowing for the full blossoming, blossoming of human potential in that, yes, they may look different, but I'm talking human potential in the grand scheme of life potential of a species. And in that, that they were the original Nazis. Well, they, the, you're just, you sound like you read the book, The Law of One, because that's what it describes. You know, these people were terrible people. Oh, really? And after, after, the, after the Maldic explosion, they incarnated in Mars, and they, look, look at Mars, look what they did to Mars. So now, what's, what's their next port of call? Earth. And this is where we have to draw the line. Okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting the story here. Okay, so Maldek is a bad planet because the basic foundation of the planet did not have all of the basic building blocks to create co-creators of reality. Okay, like you and me, Walt. (laughs) Okay, so let's flash forward to a couple of years ago where we heard about the Falkland oil, we heard about the um, Gulf of Mexico thing, we heard about the Marconi thing, you know, we're putting together all this. And you don't seem to have remember it, or have been, I know you were there because I was talking to you, so I know you were there. Um, but the gin and myself said, well, if this stuff isn't supposed to be here, if this is what the problem is, this black goose stuff, because we understood that it, I was thinking of it more as a an AI kind of thing that it didn't have, you know, heart and soul, and so therefore it was um, it was just like another version of the AI energy, whatever that seems to be behind a lot of the evil. And so with the gin, I because the, the gin are not contra- constrained by time. They go back to the point 16,000 years ago now, okay, where the black goo was sent as meteorites onto the earth, all right? Only instead of just allowing it to happen, they, because remember, the jinn were were brought here by Gaia, were, were the first thing that she created, not exactly the first thing, but one of the first things, as a security force, to protect the planet. But the dark forces had con- contained the jinn and caused them to do evil stuff because of ceremonial black magic and, and, you know, all that goes with it. But now we freed them, so now they back into doing their job, and their job is, wow, we got to go back to time and stop this black loop from hitting us. Okay? So I'm with them, and I get a chance to be able to remote view now, remember, this is all before I heard Harold. <laughs> yeah. Remote view, what what happened? Who sent this to us? How did it get here? So I basically just anchored, used as the, because, you know, I like anchors when I remote view. The anchor was, who sent this to us? That's all I was looking for. Who did this? And I ended up in a facility, uh, you know, a really big machine kind of thing was happening in this and as the gin stopped it from it was the only way I can explain it or think about it is it's like a huge cannon 
that was firing this stuff out there, right? And I'm not sure it wasn't on Earth. I didn't ask what planet am I on. I just said, "Where's the source?" Mm-hmm. And I get to the to the to the source, and I feel Nazi all over it, fascist all over it, and the black goo is now didn't leave the the barrel. It backed up and started to careen into the environment of this machine thing that was sending it out, and that's when I got yanked out of the uh, screaming and hollering and craziness. I got yanked back out of it. So, essentially, back whenever it was, it wasn't. It was probably fifteen or fourteen. I, I looked it up. I know where the tape is now, and I think it might have been fifteen. But when we did this this exercise, okay, um, I hadn't heard anything about the black goo since. So I figured, okay, talk about uh, what do we call this retro? Uh, what do we, what do we call it? Retro? Where's that word? Re- retro causation. Talk about retro causation. We essentially, by doing what we did, stopped it from being here. Okay, so then that's the story. <laughs> All right, now, not on the tape that we played just prior to this, but in the tape, I believe it's that same tape. I know it's that same tape. Harold goes off to say that, and I, I don't, I don't remember the the year. Okay, that he that he did this, but it was somewhere near that same year. He said that the that Gaia got rid of all the black goo. That was not being used as a military, in a military device. So that he said, I am telling you all this bad stuff, but now I'm going to tell you that, you know, Gaia herself has contained and, and essentially transformed the negative black goo. Well, that's his story. My story is that me and the djinn went back and didn't let it happen to begin with. But the key thing, key elements here is that I saw Nazis. Yeah. I you know, I don't see Nazis every place I look. But that was what, I mean, I thought it was an off-planet thing. You know, maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe, maybe they, the Nazis, you know, in their time-traveling bullshit, maybe they sent it back here. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's German black oil. I don't know. You know, but when he goes in and he's discussing the fact that there's a whole mountain of it in Paraguay where the bushes and uh, Mengel and all the others are bunkering down, you know, you got to go, wait a minute. Is this what happened? And then it gives the perfect explanation as to how the Vedrusos powerfully connected people to Gaia and the and the biosphere I mean that gives such an impact into six priests came along and said yeah you know and and you see the, the operational thing here the the the, the constant the no, no matter what you're looking at no matter what scenario or what event or what group of people the key so the, this whole thing, the way this evil operates, is exactly the thing that he was pointing to in his presentation, that disconnection, 
disconnect from Gaia, disconnect from the collective, disconnect, disconnect from that which makes you one with everything. Everyone becomes an individual, and that's where that I call it a spiritual virus, that I'm better than you virus. That's exactly the way that occultism works. First, keep all the information secret, even though information belongs to everyone. And number two, sustain and maintain that attitude, oh, I'm better than everybody. And what is that? That's complete disconnection, disconnection from everything. And that's why you can kill and destroy and do all horrible things, because it doesn't affect you. You have zero empathy. You're disconnected from everything. And that's what this thing does. By shutting down all the up higher chakras, essentially you're disconnected. Go back to being just a sentient animal and nothing else. Because you, you've just been disconnected from your vehicle. It also ex ex explains why the vast majority of people on this planet can't understand What's wrong with the dark? They can't understand what, what we're saying to them when we tell them about vices, about children sacrifice, all of this. And yet Harold can tell you that this black goo is what is eating it. It's not reptilian. Mm. This is it's the black goo needs that energy to keep going. That's well, why. Well, you saw it, it's it's the black goo, and beyond that. The entities that are trapped in it, because he says when he studied the mythology that they would do all these blood sacrifices in honor of these rocks, is because the spiritual entities trapped in the rock feed off of that life force. And specifically, it has to be the life force, the energy, the energy frequency of pain and torture and suffering. That's what they eat. And he says because the, according to the mythology or the legends of it, they would sacrifice all these lives and these demons would come out of the rock. Well, these are the spirits that are trapped in the rock from whatever planet was destroyed. And they can't incarnate because they're not in the right frequency. One, that's one of the things uh, that Gaia is very, very smart. You don't get to, no matter how, <laughs> I don't care how powerful you are or where you come from in the universe, if Gaia doesn't want you to incarnate, you're not going to incarnate. She just won't let you. It doesn't matter what tricks you pull. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, the cabal at, at the astral level attempted to do is control, you know, incarnation, control all these black magicians and all these people with metaphysical powers, constantly monitoring who gets incarnated and who's born. And their system is completely imperfect. You know, souls, there are souls that have such levels of intelligence, they find ways around the system. And Andrew Barsis has spoken at length about this, where they'll choose a run-of-the-mill soul to be incarnated in here, and the instant is about the baby is about to be born, they pull the switcheroo. So the one that actually wants to be born gets into the body, and the run-of-the-mill guy leaves. And it was all carefully planned and carefully monitored, so the system can't catch it. It's too late. The baby's born. Can't do anything about it. And, and imagine Gaia being millions of times smarter than that simple mechanism. So these guys are trapped in the rock, and that's why they have to feed off of all of that pain. Because it's like the genie trapped in the bottle; they're trapped in the in the alien goo. They they can't. They're completely incompatible. Whatever the energy pattern of a human being is, these guys are. So there's no organic life form in this planet that will house their energy patterns.
So what do they do? Well, we'll just feed off of the natives, get them to give us their energy. Okay, so, <clears throat> so let's turn it around. Let's turn it around and look at the black goo that is Gaia-based. I think that the black goo, for however however she did it, whatever happened, that the sentient concept of the black goo, I'll bet, is based on the fullerene. Okay, and that the fullerene and 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 the fullerene. The natural fullerene, I, I, the synthetic, the synthetic C60, you know, strikes me as the basic foundation of the negative black goo, you know, because it's carbon, and we know carbon is the basic building block of the material world, and that the C60 is the magical component in shungite that they're trying to put into a container. So all these people out there are essentially drinking the beginning of synthetic C60, which in and of itself has got to be a mechanism for control of the black goo that is not natural. The fact that NASA scientists are the ones that, you know, are promoting the C60 lab, you know, the C60 lab-made synthetic stuff. The fact that they're trying to get 5G out there as fast as they can. All of this is some kind of a conspiracy to do away with the human race. But they keep betting that Gaia doesn't exist. And Gaia gave us the Shungite, which is like, which is like the most important tool we have to make all sorts of changes at the 3D material world. But it also, if, if it's acting like <clears throat> black goo, it's, it's, it's giving us the ability to work ourselves back into a fully functioning all the all the circuits are together. The chakras are all there, and all these people that don't seem to be awake and aware are still under the influence of this black goo energy. It's not that they don't have their chakras on; it's that they don't have them on the way that they should be. And as long as they're under the influence. How can they be? So we've got this black goo all over the place. I, I can't even... If they've got a ton of the schist, they were able to just extract the black goo. If the shale in Paraguay is little droplets in the, in, the, in the stone, you know, how many other people have this stuff around them and don't even know it? And it's not in the well, show. Guy. They worship it in Mecca. <laughs> and in the Vatican... And at Look every at all church, the that's accumulated in that in that stuff. Right. So, what I'm suggesting, Walt, is that we've got to somehow or another get rid of this the stuff that Gaia did not get rid of. And I think that she wouldn't have gotten rid of it because it's a witnessing thing. 
You know, it's okay. So she gets rid of all of the 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 amount of stuff on the in the in the in the in the earth that could be keeping us all dark, could be keeping us controlled, that haven't allowed us to turn on into the co-creators that we should be. Okay, if she's gotten rid of that, and in the last you know five years, there's been a tremendous acceleration of awareness and, and people just coming into their own. Okay, I think that's because she got rid of that black goo. But she didn't get rid of the black goo that's already being aimed at us through weapon systems. And those weapon systems are what? Wi-Fi. 5G. All right? So if the basic energy, and probably it's all around us, we just don't know it. So what I propose here is that we just get rid of that. Because she needs a witness. She could have done it, but if she did it, nobody would know the story, right? And what Plus, are we? You di- you discover the value of things by doing it yourself. Like when you when you learn something on your own, isn't it more fulfilling than somebody coming along and just handing you the recipe? Here, do this. Well, what's the fun in that? This is you just know, like a jigsaw it. puzzle, and the pieces are falling <laughs> together. You know? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this stuff. I mean, the reason that we call ourselves um, reality sci-fi is that when Walt and I first got together, he was a shamanic journeyer. I did remote viewing. I have access to a lot of information just because of my experiences and because I am connected. And so we come together, and we were doing all sorts of bizarre things. We were, we were free in the gin. We were, uh, you know, clearing water systems full of uh, toxicity. We were, uh, well, Walt fixed CERN so it could never work, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. I mean. Well, don't forget that what uh, Simon said. That was the guy that's doing. So I, I have no problem of her doing it. That's fine. That's well, weren't you been. working for Gaia? You said to Gaia, Gaia, what is this <laughs> thing? I mean, Gaia was right there. Yes, you were a tool, <laughs> a tool yeah. of, of Gaia's. I'm not saying that, that Walt and I are like, you know, the super saver, saviors of the world, although we may be, because we are in a position to tell the stories and to witness we make the stories up or we're following our instincts or whatever, but we're, we're witnessing, we're creating stories that give us answers, that give us solutions. And the solution right here to bringing down all of the stupidity of the cabal, all of this control thing, maybe just saying to Shungite and the weave that we have, you know, helped accelerate and, and, and embrace now, it embraces the planet, to witness and give permission as witnesses. Yes, we're ready. We want to see this happen. You know, to Shungite, that's the gift from Gaia, to <clears throat> detoxify all this shit. What does Shungite do? <clears throat> it puts out... Well, all I, I was dowsing what's the proper thing to ask for, because I, I already got the the values of something that I need to make. Um, but I doubt, okay, what is the correct term to request? Do I request to neutralize the alien black good? No. Do I request to eliminate the alien black good? No. So I, I went through a lot of terms to find out what is the correct thing, because if you don't ask correctly, you don't get the correct answer. So the correct answer is transmute, 
transmute the alien black gold. So that's the only thing I they said, okay, that's what you have to douse for, transmute the alien black gold. Because once you transmute it, it stops being what it is. Well, you want to make a device. You want to make a device. I don't want to make a device. Those devices are to teach us how to do things. And what I want to do right now is I want to use us and our audience and the etherics out there and the galactics out there because I know those all those energies are out there. We've got to focus on what the real enemy is. It's some black goo crap that the Nazis probably threw us back then and threw it back 16,000 years ago so that they could become the semi-controllers of the world, could, could do all that bad stuff. I mean, everything that has happened is because of what they did in the 30s but sent it back 16,000 years ago. And that's why today I hear a whole program on retrograde causality that says you can do this. They did it. We got the black crap because they found it because somebody else from someplace put it here and have controlled us since then. So I say, let's transmute it. Let's get Shungite. Let's let's all of us just take... uh, And the thing is that... Don't don't bother asking. Just give thanks that it's done. Give thanks because that it's done. Thanks, it's done. It's done. That's it. Because when you people don't realize this, no matter how pure your intentions, your love, your convic- your conviction, your faith about something getting done, we because we speak and we're not aware of how we speak. When we ask for something, when you're expressing your wanting of something. It's like the stick with a carrot on the back of the donkey. The poor little creature is walking all day and he never gets to the carrot because you, you're you asking for it because you're aware that you don't have it. So you keep putting it in the future uh, and the next future and the next future and the next future. No. In order to get it here, right here, right now, to get the universe to pay attention and it has no choice but to respond is what's the energy? The energy is appreciation. It's gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for transmuting all alien black wool everywhere and anywhere in the body of Gaia. It doesn't matter if it's in the atmosphere, on the surface, under the surface. In the sun. It doesn't matter where it is. It's done. And we thank you for transmuting it. And so it is. And so it is. Because we've always said that we've witnessed Gaia's powers. You know, it's not us doing it. It's us being there, <clears throat> orchestrating a story, maybe, but it's Gaia's powers. Gaia is the the ultimate source of of power in this particular biosphere. So by asking and knowing that she, she set us up, I mean, I didn't put I didn't put that show up. Somebody else put that show up. I just replayed it. Then I listened mm-hmm. to it and I go. Oh my goodness! And then I, I I did put Harold's show up, and then it goes oh, and then I get with you, and all of a sudden it makes sense. You see the puzzle. Yeah. Hey, we got the answer here, here, you know. And so we say we got the answer. All we got to do is is witness Gaia getting rid of everything that's got all of those people that we call the swamp people. So that they don't have any empathy, they don't have any compassion because they can't. They're being influenced by a foreign substance that came here, you know, 16,000 years ago, probably from Atlantis. I mean, that's how, how insane this whole thing is. 
it, it's like time flipping and flipping back. And but right now in this place in space, we got it. Get rid of the black goo that does not belong here. That's controlling people. Let it be gone. And thank you, thank you, because we know thank you that it's gone. It's thank gone. You it's gone. <laughs> okay, now this date right here is eleven thirteen. Okay, it's a Tuesday. It's a bad omen day for South America. <laughs> but on well, this, it's a crazy thing that for me, all all my life, as far back as I can remember, Tuesday the thirteenth and Friday the thirteenth have been the luckiest days ever. If if I had something good happen to me, it would happen on the thirteenth. So to me, thirteen is the farthest thing from a bad day. Well, we're having a huge day here because if we've done our job, I mean, we and Walt and I have, God bless Walt, he Casey's crazy trips with me. If we have put ourselves out there so many times saying, if we're right, then this is going to happen. Like the clearing of the water when the, when the Gold King mine blew up, okay? We sat here and we said, we're going to clear that water. We cleared the water. And we went on live radio, the basically the day that we did it, and said it was done. And it was done. It never came back. Yep. You know, we put everything, that, all of our reputation, our credibility on the line. And we have done this continually, time and time again. And I'm saying, we're doing it again. We're witnessing Gaia getting rid of this stuff that has got these people controlled so that they aren't even human. Their bots are walking around as animals. I love animals, but not animals with that much power and control. You know? And what? And that's here. here's the biggest irony. As the Earth is going up in the vibrations, going up in the layers of energy, you in, in wild animals, you're witnessing levels of empathy that's lacking in these people. I mean, how many videos are out there of one animal rescuing another animal, totally different species. Instead of hunting each other and killing each other, on the contrary, they're actually helping each other. When Earth was a paradise, who knows? Maybe there was no hunting. You know, all the animals knew how to survive naturally without having to kill each other. And, and the lamb lay down with the lion. <laughs> yeah. Not so, the wolf. So if you're looking at a, at a person completely lacking of empathy, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but in, in the scheme of things, you're even lower than an animal. That's that's how, how do you? That's what? Okay, I got. <laughs> I keep I keep getting this this image is coming to my head, Walt, of that mountain in the Paraguay, mm. like it's melting. Mm. Like all that that black goo is 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 being transmuted. So where it was in the mountain, there's voids now, and the mountain is collapsing. It's collapsing in on itself. And the you've noticed um, in several of the Fulford reports, he keeps making mention of these folks in Italy, the P two the P two Masons that apparently are. I don't know if they're in, in league or they're connected or what, but they function together with the Vatican. And these guys keep saying that they worship this black sun. How do we know that this black sun is not just another version or some metaphorical representation of this black goo? Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> 
But there is no more of the black stuff on the planet. It's gone. Yeah. There's a hole in this in the in the in the altars of every church that's out there. The black stones are gone. So when the, the Mecca when the, one, the Mecca one <laughs> is not the Mecca one is still there because I still think it was Shungite, not a black stone. I still feel it was Shungite in that in Mecca. I, I when I looked at that thing and I saw it, I didn't think of negativity at all. And even Harold said, he said, I don't know if the Mecca stone is good or bad, black goo. He didn't say it on that tape, but he I hear I heard him on the other tapes there. Well the the there's a simple way to check. You don't even need to go there and, and look at the rock. It's the attitude of the people there. Because he's quite correct when he said about the churches that you walk in and you don't feel empathy, you don't feel love, you don't feel tenderness, warmth. All you feel is fear and respect, and respect through fear and coldness. Well, the people that are there and they do this thing where they have to walk around it, um, what emotions are they expressing? Are they expressing fear, fear and coldness, or are they expressing warmth and and uh, devotion what are they expressing when you see their faces in photos and you see them being there it's it's ecstasy it's ecstasy it's not fear (laughs) you know you watch those people and so many of them you know walking around i mean it's it's it, to me, when I watch the, the, you know, them going through this, it's like, yes, I'm sure that the, the churches have attempted to, you know, control it. But my feeling is, in a, is that that it was Shungite. It is not one of those um, black stones. Maybe, just maybe, because it isn't, maybe, because it isn't the alien black group, that's why the church made it their business to be enemies with the, with the Islamic people. Yes, they wouldn't be fighting each other. Because you're not worshiping the same black rock, so you're right. you're Im- immediately your your enemies. You know, if you're, you're, you're if we were, I bet you if they were both religions were worshiping the same black rock, they they would be more friendly than, <laughs> than what they are. Yeah, you would think, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. so um, yeah, so be prepared. All of a sudden, everything is going to... It's, I can feel it. It's lightening up already, Walt. The energies are lightening up. It's like, oh, God. we Oh, oh, that terrible poison that was in us is gone. Mark it. November 13th. Yep. And that's what Gaia needs, our awareness. Our awareness, that's all. Our awareness all. to be awake enough to be aware of what's going on. She doesn't need puppets. If you, like Anastasia says, you know, man was given all the powers and access to all the information of the universe. So if you have that, if you have all the powers and access to all the information of the universe, what's your excuse for being a hand puppet? You need someone to put their hand up your ass and tell you what to do? No, it's someone like that is not worth rescuing. Someone like that is not worth helping. I mean... But the people uh, like that didn't have any choice. See, I, I've always felt that humanity, that all humanity is, is, is basically good. But when you put something in there that's going to rip out what makes right. them good, then th- are those people, are they guilty of something? No, they're guilty of having walked in, into the energy field of something that just ripped their... And, uh, and, uh, and that's one of the things, as you can see, uh, especially using this gentleman as an example. Um, the... 
his level of awareness, I don't know, or evolution or whatever you say, his, his own spiritual progress is, was his saving grace, that he could witness and be aware of what's happening to him. Somebody else would have just said, oh, I'm like, I'm like this now and just accept it. So how many people do what they do? And, and this drives me, every time I hear this, it drives me crazy because the, the first people I've heard this from is people from Argentina. When you call their attention to something that they're doing which is bad, which is negative, which is wrong, and you put it in their face, and you're doing this, you know, you're lying, you're cheating, you're deceiving, you're whatever horrible thing you're doing. And they say, yes, you're right, but that's the way I am. And every time I hear those words, I just want to grab a chair and break it over their heads. How dare you say something like that? That's the way I am. What kind of an excuse is that? That's someone who's asleep. They're, they're not. They're not even in their body anymore. I'm sorry. I'm talking to a, an artificial intelligence. If you're going to use that as the ultimate excuse, well, that's the way I am. Well, the way you are is an absolute, positively horrible way to be. <laughs> Don't give me that. Don't give me that's the way you are. You are choosing to be this because changing would cause you to have to do work. And heavens to Betsy, you should do work. <laughs> But I don't think they've had a choice. I don't think they've had a choice. I think they've been under the control of energies that have not allowed them to be true humans. Well, they don't have, like I said, they don't have the necessary awareness. awareness. We were discussing this on chat with Dolly, and uh, this this subject has been covered to death, and it, ha- it bears repeating again and again and again. Death doesn't make anybody a super genius. Death doesn't make anybody a saint. Dying in the physical body doesn't send you into samadhi uh, uh, ecstasy and you go back to the to God. No, it doesn't work that way. Souls are the same way. The same way that people are when they're alive. That's the same way they're on, they're dead. If you have somebody that's an absolute lunkhead, dumber than a bag of hammers, that's the way they are in death. Because they don't have the awareness, they don't have the level of consciousness. So yes, someone like that is a prime, prime target for something of the, and along the lines of the alien black goo of complete control and shutting down their higher chakras. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the awareness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They're perfect victims because they don't have the awareness for what's going on. But, but nor, nor should they. Does. Nor should they have had the awareness. <laughs> I mean, why Why are you here? Why am I here? Why is Harold here? Why is Dolly mm-hmm. here? Why are all these people that are, are seemingly not being infected by this 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 control thing? You can't control us because we're not controllable. What makes a difference? We're, we're still connected to our higher selves. Why are we being protected? We're being protected so that we can come here and act as witnesses... And but the, as exi- I have to, I have to say something. It's not accidental or involuntary. All my life, I've had to actively, constantly, nonstop, be aware of what's coming at me, and make the appropriate choice. So I chose never to engage in in drugs. I chose never to engage in promiscuous, you know, sexual activity. These are conscious choices, and that. They were not accidentally thrust upon me, and I could see. I even as a little kid in school, I could see the uh, the absolute bullshit that peer pressure was, 
And that's why I was a loner. I didn't want to do the bullshit crap that they were doing because it was the fun thing to do or because you want to be accepted by the crowd. No, I could see that this is insanity. I'm not doing this. I don't care if you don't never talk to me again. I don't care if I don't have any friends. And all of these things were conscious choices that I was making. What was driving these choices? I don't know. Maybe I had higher awareness at that time. But they were choices nonetheless. Well, I did drugs and I was <laughs> promiscuous. <laughs> I mean, I don't think... No, that but that was, that was the, the road you chose. But even... That even then, uh, it didn't alter your spirit. Well, that's what I'm trying to point out here. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, just because you've been a drug addict or because you did all these things doesn't mean you're not connected. If you're still a free thinker, if you're still able to say, oh my gosh, what kind of crazy world do we live in? And but you, you're, you're, you're making my point for me. You did those things, correct? Yeah. Were they forced upon you or did you choose to experience them? Oh, I chose. There is a difference. How many teenagers participate in things that are bad for them because they don't have a choice? Oh, I have to do this. Otherwise, my friends are not going to talk to me anymore. They're not going to text me anymore. That's not a choice. Well, all my friends were doing it. <laughs> but it was, it wasn't something, it was, it was, it was choosing. I mean, again, you know, being in the unique, age group, you know, of the 60s. Yeah. You know, up until the 60s, my God, you wouldn't have a, a television program where they had showed a pregnant woman. You'd never see a pregnant woman. You'd never see two people in a bed. You know, if there was a bedroom scene, there was two beds. Nobody goes to the bathroom. Nobody, oh my God, no, there's no toilet paper in the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, so, but in the 60s, the, the group of people that was the 60s generation were unique because the paradigm of, oh, we won World War II, we beat the enemy, we beat the evil, we're really good people, we're the leaders of the free world and we do all these amazing things like we make all these these cars and these these things to help us. All of that life, that, that you know, goody two-shoes, everything's fine life, blew up. In November 23rd, 1963, 22nd, 1963. So, you know, a whole generation was shocked. They're, talk about a reality change. People are worried about ETs coming down. You know, what, what threw us into an absolute wall, what happened, was the killing of a president. This was an enormous event. It changed everything. The goody two shoes. No, the goody two shoes choose reality went boom, and now you're in a cabal created reality and all of the rest of this. But in the meantime, we chose to look for the answers. Um, that's why you've got people out there like the Beatles looking for transcendental information, looking at meditation, looking at all of the things that had not been looked at prior to that. We kept saying, no, there's a different reality. We just saw the one we grew up in blow up, and now you've got this terrible reality here. There's another reality. We've just got to find it. And if finding it was using drugs to try to expand our consciousness, and it was expand your experience by free love, you know, that's the way they went. And I was part of they, 
You know, they're the ones that stood up against the war in Vietnam and said, are you people crazy? What are we doing over there? You're stopping exactly. some domino effect? All, that all doesn't the, all make sense. All they were doing was helping France. <laughs> no, what they were the, the no, no, they weren't. The they, no, 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 no. They weren't helping France. They were helping Goodyear Tire. Oh. <laughs> the rubber plantations in Vietnam. You want to see the cause oh. of Vietnam? Look at the economy. Look at what they had. Look at what they what they were controlling. You know, I mean, like the oil in Iraq. Say again. The oil in Iraq. The oil in Iraq. If, if Iraq had not a single oil well, would anybody be fighting over it? <laughs> well, the first places they secured was the oil. Yeah. Well, in, in Iraq, no. Okay, I'll say that that's true for the Persian. You know, the nineteen. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, 2002. Well, wait a minute. It was 1999. It was the number one Bush, the first guy. Okay, when they went in that war, with the Kuwait war, you know, when, the, when yeah. uh, okay, they went into Kuwait, they invaded Kuwait. I would say that that's more true for then because by the time we're going into after, well, 9-11 and why we're getting into the Middle East is because they had discovered so many ancient... Sites oh, yeah. of unbelievable devices, of which they still haven't quite understood, which is why we're still here. <laughs> But I mean that 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 is part of it. You know, there's more to that story. But as far as you know, just basic economics and why you have a war, there's all. If look look where the money. You know, follow, why do they say follow the money? You know, exactly. well. Because if you follow the money, you find out who's supporting the war. And that's, 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 that, uh, this gentleman, David Robert Steele, said it quite simply using the rules of accounting. War benefits the 1%. Peace benefits the 99%. That's why they don't want peace. Well, Everybody you, benefits when do, there's peace. Do you realize that he's a Nobel, uh, that they uh, nominated him for a Nobel Prize? Steel, no, David Steele, yes, because no. he put in economics because he put together a plan that oh, what does he call it? It's basically that there is no control on knowledge, and right now he uses oh oh it's a tractor it's the uh, John Deere tractor. He says that a John Deere tractor right now costs like I don't know uh, you know lots and lots of money like so much money that most people wouldn't even be able to buy the tractor but the people that buy the tractor can't get it fixed because they have stuff in the tractor that not only don't you get the parts to but if you try to fix it yourself you know you, you and so you have to send it back to the company and then the company charges you how much to you know. he says you can build a tractor For, you know, 10% of the cost that is to build this, this John Deere thing. Yeah. And, and, and so he developed a whole economic system based on the concept of free knowledge. You know, you base, you, you build something so that it is economical. All of the excess prices on, on stuff is for advertising. It's for control of the product. It's for patents. It's so they can sue you if you try to do the same thing to them. Well, let's run out and get patents on trademarks. Yeah, yeah. we're trade, you know, all of this stuff. You, none of, if all of that was gone, you'd only be having 10% 
of the cost of living anywhere. And so he builds exactly. up this whole economic, you know, concept, and he got nominated for a Nobel Prize because economists said, dang, that sounds like it will work. You know, so David Steele is somebody that people, he, who he is, uh, Walt, I don't know if you know that he actually was a CIA agent. Yeah, ex-CIA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of his um, his uh, claims to fame is that he has actually reviewed over 10,000 books. He, 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 would, he would read a book and then he'd do a review of it because he, it was his way of keeping notes. And, I mean, he's got, a, a, I think it's a website, but he's also was doing it for Amazon, you know, putting in all these mm-hmm. reviews on Amazon. But he is just vastly knowledgeable about a tremendous amount of different things. And so when he, when I, I mean, I, I listen to this guy and I'm like, wow. I mean, he goes from one thing to the other. Is he talking to President Trump? Yes, he is. You know, is he talk? Is he talked to other presidents? Yes, he has. Is he uh, got known? You know, credentials? Oh yeah. Does he have money? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he doesn't play the game. You know, it's it's Correct. that that would be putting the foot in the bear trap, having lots and lots of money. Because if you have, if you worship lots and lots of money, you can be easily controlled. Um, threatening your money is the first thing to put you back in line. If you don't do this, we're going to take all your money. Oh, no, 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 don't touch my money. (laughs) Well, money is part of the black goose scam. Yeah. But we don't have that problem anymore because the black goo, the alien black goo is gone. The good glue is called shungite. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because when he was talking, when Harold was talking about the the good stuff, oh, man, he was ticking off shungite qualities. I, I was like, oh man, this this is you know, guy guy's gift is is called shungite or good black goo. <laughs> no. but no, those Nazi bastards, boy, I'll tell you, they really they really got into it. But I, you know, I, I, let, let's put it this way: you got the nasties in 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 Atlantis, right? And let, let's just assume it was you know homegrown. And they find out about this black goo and how you can control everybody because it rips out the... And you remember the Atlanteans were having a bitch of a time with the priests. Because the priests at the time of Atlantis were free thinkers and connected. They were like the Vedrus of of Atlantis. Well, but that's the the thing is that um, at, at that time, the concept of religion as we know it today wasn't wasn't there. It wasn't like that at all. Uh, the priests were actually scientists. To them, science was like a religious discipline. It was a, like a like a brotherhood. Like when you join a, a hermitage or something like that, those were the scientists. So to them, the the respect that they had for science is like the respect that you would have, you know, for some spiritual discipline. But that that was their life. But uh, they but were, they understood you know, anerology. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it was. It was you know Newtonian physics. They well, understood they, they quantum would, aerology. They would look at us and they would laugh at our primitive use of energy because, to them, electricity, the way we use it, as advanced as we think it is, to them is like making a fire with sticks and stones. 
because they used they used crystal energy. You know, it's non-contaminating. It's actually negentropic. It rejuvenates your body. It makes your space fractal, and it's it, it was inexpensive. It's you know it's perfect. And so but, the black guys get their alien friends that have just flown by Maladuck and you know the the asteroid belt thing and picked up a whole bunch of of this black goo, negative black goo thing, bring it to the Atlantean power elite who are fighting the priests because the priests are using crystal power in order to keep the population happy and joyous and connected to their higher selves. And so they take this other type of mineral and they blast it all over the planet so that everybody thinks, oh, it came from the heavens. No, it came from some Atlantean gun. (laughs) <laughs> a big one, you know. Somehow or another, they blasted the planet with it. And so now you've got all this black goo out there that is infesting like a parasite, like a, a virus, the entire population, and the priests have nothing to, to combat it. They don't have well, a stone powerful you, enough. You heard in the uh, in the whole black magic mythology, one of the... Uh, demons or one of the incarnations of evil they use the name belial it's like belial is a demon you know it's in the in the whole you know hierarchy of you know bad guys um, one of the, those names you know for the bad guy is is belial i mean it's it's a name that's been known since babylonian times well in the times of atlantis this this faction that wanted control of things that's the name they gave themselves. They call themselves the Sons of Belial. So imagine, guess where this whole crap came from. <laughs> so you know, so you know what the payback was. Mm. Gaia said, "F you," and she took the whole thing down. I'm gonna cream you. <laughs> you know, and what happened? Well, it ended up as a frozen island called Antarctica. That's another story. That's another story. <laughs> but today is the day that the chains of the black goo came off of the planet. You know, one of the things he, he pointed out that I thought was, oh, wow, that's true, is that the, the good black goo, which is, you know, in its liquid form, on the, in the ley lines, all right, that particular black goo is lower in the surface of the Earth than these meteorite strikes. Correct. It's miles down, according to him. Correct. So, but the the black the black goo, the bad black goo, the alien well, the Atlantean alien black goo, that stuff is on the surface. Was on the surface. Gone now. Not here. Not here, boys and girls. Believe it. Put your energies <laughs> into it. We're making up a story. You know. It's a good story. We're getting rid of what's causing these these bots to be bots. Well, the thing is that if you were if you were thinking of okay, how do we punish you with these people? How do we give them their just desserts? Think about it. If all their higher chakras come online and they start realizing, and their memory serves to show them and make them remember. All the horrors they have done, all the horrors they have financed, all the damage they have done, and this comes to you all at once. I mean, that's worse than jail. 
to have to live with the awareness of what you've done and the feeling of it. Because remember what he said, connecting to the collective, getting all those feelings. Oh, right. Yeah. We should, we should talk about that too, because, um, we, we mentioned the, the Marconi, uh, engineers that got some of the black goo that was the bad, yeah. the good black goo. It was Gaia's, it was Gaia black goo. And that they, so many of them, half of them committed suicide. We talked about this years ago. We talked about this. Yeah. What he says is the ones that survived somehow or another, somebody in that group realized that we're dealing with something and we need to connect with earth. And so they did some kind of a meditation, some kind of a connection to reconnect with the earth. And that's what, what they were dealing with black goo. Yeah. Okay. But and they that's were what trying- saved them. And that's, that's what saved them because they were trying to make good black goo into a weapon system. Yeah. And the people that were, were, were doing this in order to stop them were made crazy. I thought it was that they were into the black goo and it was making them crazy. But that's not what Harold believes. And I have not, to my knowledge, been involved with, with black goo, the alien Atlantean crap. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And this, and it's all, what he says is all in alignment with what Jumbala um, Melchizedek has spoken of in his presentations, that if the planet loves you and wants you, you could be smack in the middle of a, you know, level nine earthquake and nothing will happen to you. And if the planet doesn't want you, it doesn't matter where you hide. <laughs> You're not going to be here much longer, so... That's that's in alignment with that. You know, the planet refused to be manipulated that way, and that's it. They were taken out of commission. And please realize that I understand there's a source God. <laughs> you know, but I also understand well, there's a collective consciousness called Gaia that is in control of this biosphere, and that they bet there was no Gaia. Well, look at look, or they can let's, control let's, her. let's use our imagination for a little teeny tiny experiment. Okay, let's imagine. Okay, I am I am not me as I am right now. I'm a red blood cell, and my job is to swim around these giant tunnels. And then one day, I meet another red blood cell, and they tell me, "Do you know that we're living in a giant being?" And and they call them Walter, and I'm like, "What? A giant being? Where the heck is he?" But we're inside him. We're living. Uh, oh, come on. It's just us. It's just red blood cells. You know, we flow around these tunnels all day and we do our job. What are you talking about? We're li- I'm, I'm living inside some giant guy. That's impossible. That's the same thing that's happening to us. We have to wake up to the fact that we are living on top of a gigantic space whale, if you want to call it. It's difficult to conceive because we only conceive of creatures our size, but the truth is that, nonetheless, you are living on a living being. You just have to realize it. And once you wake up to that, we can start reconnecting and communicating with each other. And then one day, cell phones will be useless because you'll talk mentally with anybody on the planet. Once you reconnect, you know, the, the, this whole Wi-Fi will disappear. There's no need for Wi-Fi because everybody can talk to every, anybody everywhere. <laughs> Yes. Okay, we're at the top of the hour. Uh, well, we're at the end of two hours. <laughs> because we're at we, the top of an hour somewhere, somehow. Some, somewhere. Um, 
Thank you, Walt. It's been another rip-roaring Cosmic Reality Radio show. And, Thank you, um, Yeah, and, and, and goodbye, black goo, bad type. Get the Shungite. Shungite's your friend. <laughs> All right, everybody, be safe, be blessed. And, Walt, you want to say goodnight to the audience? Good night, everybody, and thank you for keeping us company tonight. I hope we um, piqued your interest, entertained you, or made you think in, in other ways. And thank you for participating in our intention and declaration that uh, let's have a free, let's wake up tomorrow to a free earth. Yeah. Devoid of all the things that uh, are no good for anybody. Yeah, but just because of the fact that there's going to be so many people waking up and thinking they've done all this evil, don't walk under big skyscrapers that have bankers in them. (laughs) Be safe, everybody. Be blessed, and be blessed all you people that are waking up suddenly, okay, because you're no longer under the control of something that was, from our standpoint, extremely evil. It, it ripped you away from your own higher self, your own soul, your own spirit. And um, we'll see you next time. Preaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.